this is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And so this is, what is this? A, a mid-pandemic uh, episode. Um, it's inside. It's um, not quite three in the morning. And <clears throat> let's see. I've just, um, as, as far as topic, uh, I found myself thinking about uh, Blade Runner. And I'm not sure if I've done an episode on Blade Runner. I'll have to go see. But um, I know I've, I've mentioned it. But I haven't sort of gone deep. It meant a lot to me. Okay, so in Blade Runner is a movie, 1980s, um, and is originally based on the um, novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by <laughs> Philip K. Dick. And um, so I've, I've gotten to know more about Philip K. Dick uh, through fandom sci-fi fandom because he he came to vancouver and uh you know caused it was it was weird <laughs> it's like weird guy does weird things <clears throat> and right yeah so and to one more step towards um it becoming accessible this idea of becoming right it it, it this idea of um, becoming a writer, of becoming someone known for, for writing, for doing a particular thing uh, in a genre. And then he was, you know, definitely a guy. And he's left this impact into a strange impact where it's, it's sort of continuing to unfold. It seems like, you know, every once in a while we get something new and just just going back to his stuff, it, it, it sort of puzzles me about um, about how that works. And I think it, too, it has to do with you, you sort of established that you are doing something and then it sort of, you know, blossoms. These strange um, um, productions such as Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Um, when I saw it as a, as a movie, um, so this would be teens, lots of, lots of problems, uh, personal life troubles, and let's see. Uh, and and I, I remember, let's see, how did it unfold? So uh, this is this is at the CRCA co-op in New Westminster. 609 and 607 Queens Avenue. And uh, we had, I'm sure it's still there. There was a, there was a TV room. And one of the, um, and this was in the basement of uh, six, 607, I believe. Yeah. And, and, and it was it, these weird um, transitions of space. Mo most of the places, this, you know, said the same. But this, this room in the basement, um, so there's a couple rooms, and they've, they flip-flop as to as to what they are or were. <clears throat> this particular room was a sauna back in the, um, back in the prehistoric, um, um, early seventies, late sixties. And <laughs> unfortunately I suspect it was the, the, the kids, the co-op kids who, um, some, somebody was urinating on this, on these rocks on the stove so it just stank and um i i would like to take credit for it because of just sort of like taking a stand and and you know it was the, it was a, a rebellion you know was it me no but i i totally sort of stand behind it and say you know yes you know um probably too as a kid um Relieving oneself on these rocks is probably very interesting. <laughs> but uh, deeper problems exist, such as, you know, you know, who thought of this, right? This is, you know, this is not a safe thing, and maybe it was set up safely, but it didn't last, besides it stank. 
and and so this space uh, transformed transformed into a um, uh, this kids playroom like say people would move in and and then there was this kind of nursery playroom it was actually quite bright which was interesting you know sort of you know this bright pink I think there was a Muppet kind of theme and uh, but that sort of transformed into this TV room. People move out and then, you know, other people are, well, let's, you know, let's watch TV there. And uh, we got, what was it? A, this was a disc player. So if you, if you can imagine a compact disc, this was not compact. This was uh, larger than um, an old vinyl LP uh, and too beautiful to look at like it's just you know this rainbow uh and you weren't supposed to look at it uh it was supposed to be in this case right and then you shove the case in pull the pull the case out and and the um the disc is in the machine this big disc so th this is uh, at the time of uncertainty as to whether like say what what is going to happen as far as multimedia and um you may or may not have heard of uh, tapes, VHS, beta uh, tapes. So this was back, yeah, this was back during that kind of argument of what was going to go on, uh, what would dominate the market. And uh, the, the argument for getting this machine was, so we had a player, and, and the argument was that we would get really high quality um we would be able to see movies that are you know just amazing um in contrast to the videotapes which we would it would be videotapes would be less quality and it's it's this weird contradiction that always exists with the co-op yeah so anyways uh, this rental place where we could rent discs and uh we, we rent or someone rents I think it was the guy who, who, who conned the co-op into buying the machine or, you know, convinced them. And then we end up with um, Blade Runner and one of my childhood friends. I remember this distinctly, right? Wanted to see, right? Wanted, because we would get this glimpse when um, the disc was being put into the player uh, of this just, you know, amazing these colors and everything. So... Uh, my friend uh, does sort of uh, just, you know, finds little security tags, toggles, and and opens it up, right? And it's sort of like, say, it's the beginning of the end or something like that because, um, and, and to, sorry, the, that disc was Blade Runner. I wonder what ever happened to that player. I have, I have these... Uh, thoughts <laughs> like where anyways uh yeah where where did that player go and where did that uh, that uh, disc go anyways uh so the, uh, trying to return this disc and uh it's that's rejected and apparently the disc was taken out of its container and and this suddenly you know disrupted the universe and you know, oh, who did it? Who took the disc out? And of course, I'm not going to rat on my friend, but um, I, I think it's like, say, as usual, the kids are, are blamed for this, which it, it's weird. It's like, yeah, it, it's just sort of like the, the fear and the terror um, of, of that weird situation um, because, you, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen. Anyways... Uh, right, so, you know, we had a machine, and we had this disc, and I started, I started to watch it. I started to watch it again and again and again, um, and it spoke to me. It spoke to my situation, like this weird sort of dystopian, you know, um, you know, oh, you know, it's science fiction. It's so amazing. You should be so impressed, and then, and yet, you know, this soul-crushing noir. Um, that's going on and let's see so from there 
And too, I got to say, I started, um, so I didn't see the theatrical release. And uh, years later, I ended up going to a theatrical release. And I think it was a director's, yeah, it was director's cut. And I, I was like the only one in the theater. It was probably just that, you know, nobody was there at that time. I probably went to a matinee. And I remember falling asleep. And I never fall asleep in movies. But um, I woke up during this dream sequence um, where there's unicorns in a forest. And it's, I'm really sure that it's from another movie uh, by the same director. And it, it sort of made me, it, it was that sort of questioning reality kind of moment. And uh, it's like, I, you know, what am I doing sleeping? And um, perhaps it had to do with being sort of lulled uh, with the familiarity, but also uh, being the director's cut, say that we're getting more, that there was this sort of just this comfort in, in, uh, in that. And obviously something that's important to somebody else. What I do know is that... Uh, before the production or during the production, the director, his brother, um, passed away. And that's a polite way of saying it. Uh, and, and just that this really, um, of course, it, it, affected, um, it affected the storytelling. It was already, it was already a dark piece, but you know, this just sort of um, gave it that fuel um, unfortunately, and I think too that sort of that speaks to um, people, you know. And in my case, and too, I've met I, I know another fan locally, and um, <laughs> I've over the years I, I'll send stuff to them, right? You know, how oh, I just look, I just found this uh, behind the scenes of of Blade Runner. You know, oh, here's an interview with uh, Rutger Hauer or something like that. The uh, who played uh, the bad guy, the the uh, the villain, or or was he? You know, it's all these questions. So uh, back to the back to the player, back to being a teenager, and it was it, it it was it was the one thing, like it was sort of say we didn't have a I don't I don't remember a video machine, maybe we had a video machine. Anyways, that it was the, the quality was amazing. And uh, that's something else that just sort of kind of stunned me, right? It's, it's, this is better than anything, right? It's, uh, and, and two, I just started watching it over and over again. I don't think I watched it as many times as um, others. I'll hear people saying, you know, I watched Star Wars a hundred times. And that wasn't my, um, yeah, that, that, that didn't happen. So there's an argument, oh, it must not have meant, you know, so much. Um, but obviously it means enough <laughs> that I'm sitting here talking about it. Um, right. So we had the machine, we had the disc, childhood friend takes it out. Um, we get in trouble. I think they might've confessed or something anyways. Uh, you know, oh, you know, kids, blah, blah, blah. And then, I think it was that uh, it, it, it's a, the machine might have sort of hung around for a while, but it, it, it quickly became obsolete and it came down to whether it was going to be the videotape war. Like, is it going to be beta? Beta is better, but, you know, it became VHS. And it would have been interesting if, if say we could have had a library, um, I guess it's just those those big discs were um, awkward, and even though you got really high quality, you know it's it's this huge um, thing, and then you've got these you know obnoxious kids bumping around and breaking stuff. Um, right, so I I was. I don't want to say infected with the storytelling, but I've just said it like that. It, it was something totally different 
there was something important going on for me at least. And I noticed too that other others weren't as um, obsessed or they weren't, it, it, the connection wasn't being made as much. And And I'm just I'm just remembering say this this uh, these these leaps. So the first one I see on, on this big disc is the theatrical release, which has this uh, voiceover, and and eventually that um, and to the say the voiceover is something that uh, the producers of the film, not the director, but the producers. Um, there were a bunch of decisions made, you know, say what's going to cut, what's going to work, what's not going to work. Um, there's these really interesting choices as well that uh, occur, like these connections between movies. Um, say there's these, say, sound effects or references that play out um, through through the years. Now, Blade Runner has been made into, um, like that we have a sequel you know and i i saw that and i was like well ish um it's it's its own thing uh there's the hallmarks of somebody else sort of uh, you know taking the reins and um doing something different there's an argument there (laughs) i i heard a podcast about it where somebody was saying that it was um it was the best Somebody who's really highly crit- critical of um, science fiction, and saying that they considered the second Blade Runner to be to be better, superior, and one of the best. So for me, that that it's like, oh, ouch. Uh, okay, I'll go, I'll go back. I'll I'll check it out again. Watch it again. Maybe never. <laughs> so from the disc, from the big disc, I go to VHS. And uh, I start watching um, VHS over and over. I remember one of the things that was happening in the movie was this. Uh, there, there were moments of um, grotesque, of uh, a gore, horror, and at the same time, there's this. Um, what is it? I, I think that it, it it's sort of like this lessening of a person's humanity. That somebody is being treated. Uh, not as a human being and and from there i can attach it to say um minorities um even women uh, uh just to say in this treatment this uh, uh, abuse um that these individuals are being hunted down and, and too though these individuals not to sort of make any comparisons to minorities but these individuals are brutal and uh they're brutal and haunting. They're kind of mechanical uh, in their own way. And, and yet it's, it spoke to me, this, um, this way of being, right? You know, here's human beings kind of la- not lounging, lounging in sort of this um, kind of broken down fashion um, with, with, the, with the ideas of colonization right now. It's like we're, you know, Things are, the clock is ticking down and we're contemplating, you know, uh, going to other worlds-ish. <laughs> They're not really worlds. They're more sort of these radioactive uh, deserts. Uh, or at least one. We have one radioactive desert that we're heading to, Mars. And, and that's playing out in the background of Blade Runner. Uh, a new life awaits you in the off-world colonies a chance to begin again in a golden world of opportunity. Something like that, yeah. That's, that's cool that, it, that that's, that's there, right? I just pulled that out. Um, you know, and that's background stuff. Uh, there's beautiful things like, say, I think there's matte paintings in Blade Runner. And it, it's kind of the end of... Um, I want to believe that matte paintings have continu- continued and that say it's been done um, that you can do things perhaps say digitally that that's the terrain that matte paintings have moved to digitally and there's a word 
that a director friend keeps using and it's escaping me, but it's sort of like say editing, digital editing in kind of like after effects, say, um, what is it called? Um, business jargon for matte painting. So matte painting is where um, they'll take a piece of glass. Yes. Good so far. And you know, the can't say the camera's get all set up and they say, okay, we want this particular part, you know, it, we want to see this particular part, but um, say surrounding it, we want kind of an alien landscape, right? So you say paint, start painting the alien landscape. <clears throat> um, yeah. So it's, it's in other movies, other sci-fi flicks and uh, it's in Blade Runner and uh, years later going through, uh, there's this admiration for, um, for something I, I really don't think anybody's doing, um, matte painting, um, to the degree that, that it, it had been. There's, there's an argument as well that say with CG, CGI, yeah, computer graphic, is it interface? Anyways, computer graphics, we, um, we know, right? Uh, we can tell. I have seen things recently. Um, there was a Lion King, a version of the Lion King, and I, I had difficulty telling if if the animals, like these, you know, the animals were singing, and but you know they're not real, right? Um, so Lion King was first animation, and then now it has been computer animated, computer animation, something like that. Okay. I think even a, a better example of what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make, <laughs> and now I am making it, is uh, recently The Mandalorian, a TV show based off of a, um, a character? Or, or say, uh, the world building of Star Wars. And the, uh, in The Mandalorian, there is a, a young Yoda from the star Wars movies and, and yeah. And so the young Yoda, um, they had this choice. They could have made uh, computer animated uh, Yoda, or they could have done um, puppetry and, and they, they chose to do puppetry. There's another director, Lars. Oh, anyways, another director was uh, chastising them and, and saying, don't go cheap. Right. You know, do, do it real, right? Um, uh, because people would know, people would see it and it would be fake. It wouldn't be real. So why not do something that's real, a puppet? And, um, and then you can add things to it, right? Um, a kind of a, a marriage of, of, uh, <laughs> of flesh and steel, in a sense. And that's a, that's a good point of transition to get back to. Uh, watching this, watching this show. So as a teen, I, there was this, um, the, the grotesque nature of it, that it, it was this sort of marriage of flesh and steel and, and say, you cease to become what you are, you know, you're being molded into, um, what you are supposed to be. Right. That say this is, you know, <laughs> this is the model. I mean, we, you know, we purchased this car and we want it to be this and do these kind of things. And, you know, we'll take it in for checkups occasionally, but basically this is, you know, this is the format. And, and, and say the limitations, the limitations of the expectations, let's say imposed by, and, so I, I saw in, in the movie, I saw myself, and now I'm sort of reading into it and interpreting and going, well, what was so interesting about it? And, you know, I would sit, I would be fixated on um, these, these moments of violence. And it was important that, that they were external. Um, I was involved in them, but that there was this distance and uh, it, it was sort of say, 
I ought to be shocked, right? And but that's not what was going on, and um, in, instead, instead it was sort of say it was important to see, it was important to observe, and um, that that was the participation, and that I wasn't, I wasn't behaving, um, say how one is supposed to behave in that situation. So what what would it be? We see things, we see violence, especially on, um, uh, say, television shows, for example. We see acts of violence and threats, um, but, but there's this distance um, to them. And then there's some people who, uh, that they don't have that distance. I, I'm, I'm thinking of, say, um, I'm thinking of the college student who... It was slowly building up. There was the, you know, all these red flags and, and problems, but people refused to uh, acknowledge. And, so, and then we have this uh, outburst of, of, of violence. And, and two, I'd like to, I, I want to believe that that person, that student, was um, showing restraint, right? Attempting to, um, there's, there's, bad ways of saying it like fulfilling their dark passions and that's that's just not a good way to say it but it, that's basically what it is 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 that there's this garbage going on and it's like okay well you know um how can i vent this how can i get this out um too long didn't read translation is um you know i was a teenager going through the usual teenager stuff and some other baggage and all of a sudden there's this there's this shock there's this um there's this i see something that expresses something that i you know i cannot or i um is difficult to and to you see that in in music um um i'd like to say that every teenager does that you know going through that say puberty for example this really strange um, transformation. <laughs> uh, yeah. And too botched. I don't know about you, but I feel like the whole, for me, like the whole thing was botched. You know, it could have been, it, it could have been so much better. It's like, yeah. Um, uh, but then of course, right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, so Blade Runner, it became part of my, became part of my repertoire it became uh, I, I remember at times there would be these echoes of identity that say uh, I would you know I would have I find myself with a, uh, a haircut and uh, I remember I had a trench coat uh, that, that say that there was these sort of patterning to some degree um, in this identification it's 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 difficult as well in the video there's this sorry <laughs> in the movie in the book um and too sorry the book i did go and and get the book out from the library like because i'm i'm watching this thing over and over again and i get out the book and the book is different but it's it's helpful it's it's close it's not you know absolutely far away but all of a sudden there's these strange elements that are um, removed in the movie um, there's there's this scene in the book um, and to a, a repeating scene of it, it's a I think it's a virtual reality or an augmented reality of climbing climbing a hill it's kind of like Sisyphus where you're trying to roll the the stone up the hill, something close to that. And there, there's this, say, inward de desire for something to happen, and yet you're facing obstacles. You're not able to sort of get up the hill. And, and yet there's this constant return to it, even though you know that it's futile. Um, and, and all of a sudden, say, I'm attaching that... Um, story experience uh plot experience um to uh the adaptation 
uh, I already have the visuals and all of a sudden I'm imagining this new um, addition to the movie. So we've reached the halfway point of the episode. So one of the sort of leaning, uh, these changes that happened, like why didn't they call it um, Do Androids Dream? You know, say, number one, why pick, why pick that? Um, uh, story novel why why pick it and it, it it's to me it seems less noir than it turned into and so those were differences that I noticed but in the adaptation they they changed the title and went with um, is it a title from William Burroughs um, so he had a story called Blade Runner that was different and um, it was different. And I can't remember it. Um, William Burroughs is known for drugs and yes. So he's known for drugs. And then, so I, I sort of take it for that, that it has that con connotation to the title. Um, the title has more going on. It's like, say, quicker and more evocative than Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Titling uh, for writing, uh, and, and to now my experience with titling is, is that it's just bizarre, right? Say that you start off and you know it's not right. And, or sorry, I, should, I ought to say it myself. I know it's not right. It's not resonating. It doesn't have, um, it's not like, say, it hasn't been reworked and, and um, the process hasn't happened. And so, so I look at it now and I go, oh, I understand. Um, and yet there's so much that's lost with Do Androids Dream of Electric Shape because it's, it's lovely, right? It's evocative. It gives you this, you know, it's much more than Blade Runner and... Um, even in the promotion graphics for the uh, for the film, the movie, uh, they'll have uh, Harrison Ford running. I think he's like running either before the title or after the title, and so it's like he's running on the edge, you know, of the title, and uh, you, know, it's, you know, ooh, ah, yeah, you know, it's it's gritty. It's he's got his he's got his uh, firearm out. And uh, so there's this invitation to, to violence, right? He's going to shoot somebody, right? You know, Chekhov, get down your gun, right? It's going to happen. Uh, and is, I'm just going through, is that my introduction? So that's, that's kind of say my introduction to, uh, to Harrison Ford, Rutger Hauer, and a number of other actresses and actors um, that pop up later, right? And, and of course they have their own lives, but they're cemented for me. Um, I'm just thinking of, uh, what is it? The Replicant Press. So this is um, <laughs> the actress, uh, the name's there. And um, I'll, I'll see, say, her in other films, right? But I'm go always going back to you know, this sort of the impact and this, this sort of explosion. Um, and, and, and once again, here's, here's this violent, um, it's, it's violent, it's disturbing. Um, and yet I am there as this kind of, um, witness to what's happening and the weirdness of it. So the, so the, the character motivation for uh, the bad guys uh, is it's good to talk about because it's sort of thinking about these characters and, and you know why is it that I see you know these characters Pris, Rutger Hauer playing Roy Batty and that, that there's this you know um, there is an association you know here's a bunch of uh, characters who are dying 
and they want more life and that's that's what they're there for and you know there's this question right is that such a bad thing no of course not their violence you know their desperation their desperation is not bad it's more say what you know what they allow and, and just that they are violent right that these are um how i always saw it was that these were you know sort of super soldiers with this was it a four-year lifespan but yeah um and and so it it wasn't as easy as so much that uh, that one is fed as a kid where it's this black and white you know oh see white hat you know the hero, the heroine, wearing a white hat. All the good guys wear white hats. And, you know, the black guys, oh, they have, like, you know, black mustaches and black you know, clothes and Darth Vader, right? It's obvious. Um, yeah, and, and so, so not so obvious and not so easy. Um, and more into the adult world. Um, with with that difficulty and and we do have an opportunity uh opportunity to connect to these characters to the to their you know their emotions and in on one hand they're alien but on the other hand they're relatable um and there's this conversation an argument throughout or is it <laughs> It's later, and there's this question of whether the main character, this um, executioner, police uh, detective slash executioner, whether or not he is human. And, and But it extends, you know, are we human, and what does it mean to be human? Uh, what, does, what does life mean? Um, especially, say, when you're, you know, it's being taken away from you. Perhaps that resonates as far as a teenager goes. That you know one's one exi one's existence is being you know uh, it's changed, right? And you you don't have power over that change. Um, you have some power, but you know a, there's a lot of it that is uh, imposed or just even say organic, right? That are you know boom, right? Where our bodies are changing and. Um, I remember having a conversation with another young person talking about these changes and saying, oh, you know, sort of, you know, talking about their changes and going, you know, oh, what's happening there, right? And then they were like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that it's odd. It's, it's natural on one hand, but then on the other hand, you know, it's, it's odd. Natural too, that we're surrounded with this knowledge of it, but we're also surrounded by this mystique, this kind of, um, um, we're not going to explain it to you clearly. <laughs> we're not going to make it, you know, uh, sort of like, oh yeah, this is totally normal, right? It's like, I, at least for myself and my friends and almost everyone I've met, it, it's just this bizarre sort of secret right just, oh you know we're supposed to be somehow you know we're supposed to be ashamed of it on one hand we're supposed to be careful because you know uh, bad things can happen huh you know uh, it uh, it could have it could and can be made so much um easier and yet we choose not to or at least in my opinion most say that i'm surrounded by this culture of of insecurity around the around the issue which is not a that's not a healthy good thing it, it, in a mental uh, sense um right so this is interesting to be talking about this influential movie from 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 that perspective uh so as i went on i would find myself from time to time uh, watching it again um, as I as I was growing and changing, and it, you know, in my twenties, it was sort of was ranked. I sort of put it as one of 
as an important, you know, this was important. I don't know exactly why. Um, it was uh, exciting and weird. And um, uh, as I went on later at studying screenplay, uh, one of the film schools, sort of like the marketing geniuses there, they, um, they'll do this interview. First, though, they find out important films that you like. And then when you go into the office for this interview, uh, the the poster or one of the posters, if they have it, is, is behind you, you know. And so you're talking about all your stuff and everything. And if you just manage to become somebody in the industry that they have this video, promotion video that they can sort of suddenly pop up and you'll, oh, here's Moss Whelan talking about, you know, being at our school and, you know, there's his favorite you know, poster. And too, I, I just, you know, right away said, I hope I said it. I, I think there was a list, but I was really glad to see the, um, that, that they had Blade Runner and that, yeah. And I got a chance to study it in film school and I got a chance to study noir and, um, a number of other sort of elements connect to it. Uh, you know, of course we're not, it's impossible to, to be disconnected. Uh, if, if you're in the city, there we go. I'm just, now I'm sort of going, there is a way there must be <laughs> to, you know, to, to disconnect. So how would you, how would you show up at the city? Uh, so it would be say enclave and, and that you would, you would create a say subculture. You'd be part of subculture. Um, but totally disconnected that um once again enclave right so you, it's a group of people ideologically um religiously separate and yet they're there and uh, yeah and that that exists everywhere so there we go <laughs> i have i have argued i have undermined my argument so uh this is moving into the, um, the second half of the second act. Uh, if this was a screenplay, if this was a, um, yeah, three-act structure, and, and so we're sliding towards the um, confrontation. Of, you know, it's, yeah, one's own, one's own confrontation with himself, that this uh, sort of horrible um, difficulty of of the of the struggle of say wanting something but being inauthentic right and that that's not helpful i kind of feel like the part that was this uh, it's sort of like say i'm going through it this the script the screenplay it's interesting too because you can actually get um, copies of the script to say it changed, so you could read an earlier version. And then they got a new writer in who sort of scrapped a bunch of stuff, and um, it's surprising that we get anything at the end with the producers saying, you know, oh, we need more um, TNA or we need more DNA or whatever, right? That uh, we, you know we've that they're they're going for sort of say a visceral, you know, and they're not, in my opinion, they're, they're not really bothering with the internal stuff. Um, and two, you can go too far. I mean, uh, but that's its own thing. I'm just thinking of say art house films or films that are preoccupied with what's going on inside the character, uh, the point of view. And say some producers, Hollywood producers just going, you know, no. <laughs> I want a drug-fueled fantasy, right? I want this, uh, right, yeah. Gra grandiose uh, vision. Okay, so... So I, I, I feel, that's a good word for it, that, that there's this, um, there's this weird romance there's this weird chemistry a sexual attraction between 
um, the point of view character, this is Decker, and the, um, I want to say female lead, and <laughs> uh, and two, okay, her name is um, Sean, and that's the, it sounds right but wrong at the same time it's probably say like the last name into it's the actress's name and i think the character's name is rebecca um sorry some of it's there some of it's not but there's this there's this sort of awkward um thing happening they're two grown people um there is something going on, um, but it's confused. And so there's this moment of intimacy, but it's also uh, violent. As I'm sort of going along, I remember this, you know, you're a teenager and all of a sudden you're seeing this. Um, it's, it's not a sex scene, but it is a sex scene. And it's... Uh, in, in the in the sense of what's going on, um, say partial nudity, but but there's also this um, weird messed up uh, I say sentiment, and there's there's things like say these these moments symbolic moments like letting down the hair and um, you know this this really sort of uh, piled up uh, sort of bun of a hair style and that it comes down, right? And, you know, oh, suddenly, you know, suddenly she's, suddenly it's permed, right? Suddenly it's permed hair and she's, um, and she's, the, you know, the mood is different and, uh, oh, she's a different person. And once again, there's this alienness, though, that is, um, that is happening throughout this. And it's a it's like say a desire to be something that you're ultimately not, and and I guess that's I guess that's what it is. Also, too, I can remember as a teenager desiring I I wanted to you know say you know my my parents my village they're sort of saying this is this is what you're supposed to be, um, and yet there's this confusion there's this conflict about that, um, like you know. I, into, I don't know about your situation, but say for m myself, I can speak to what, you know, what, what was happening here and um, the, the people, the, the sort of the zeitgeist, I guess. And it's, it's such a strange thing, too, I'll, because I'll meet people who went through the 60s and 70s, etc., in a completely different experience, that, um, that they're sense of alienness like say for example like say i grew up pretty much atheist and um and yet uh, that there was access to access to and promotion of buddhism and um a, a sort of an awareness of of other other ways of thinking with a capital o so there's that. And then say, I, I, I would meet, all of a sudden I'm meeting people who, in, it, they exist in a different world and it seems that they are more comfortable in their world uh, versus mine where I'm having, you know, it's this alien that's going, well, you know, this is all wrong, right? I'm, you know, this uh, value system that one, one grows up on. So I guess it's that I'm saying the, the, the alienness and then going through um, teenagehood and this transformation and, and that it, it, it just made sense. Um, the awkwardness. Uh, also, too, this quote-unquote sex scene, it doesn't, um, it doesn't reward, right? It, it doesn't do what... Uh, Hollywood wants say I'm just imagining too the producers saying you know okay we have to have the obligatory you know uh, scene you know of um, 
intimacy, not in intimacy, because he's a he's a guy, he's a man. So it, it's not you know, don't be intimate. Be you know, strong and dominating. You know, it's like yeah, that's all happening, right? But it's all um, it's all backfiring at the same time, and, and it's 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 um, disgusting. So there's this critique going on. There's also this in that there's this question of um, what they are. Suddenly we're at home with the uh, with the male lens, right? And we see them. They're you know getting relaxed, and uh, they've just been beaten up <laughs> and 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 almost killed. Um, and two, they've been rescued, right? They've been rescued by the feminine. And, you know, it's, oh, oh, oh my gosh, you know, what? Uh, so, so it, it, I'll bet, too, that somebody else could come along and they'll just flip out their lens, right? And, you know, be, they'll be going, no, no, Moss, you're wrong. That's not what was happening. Um, but that's just me right now looking at one scene, transition, what happened before, what, what happened after. The, the the difficulty for me with this, say, is that the whole thing reflects, I think, accurately. Like, say, for myself, it just accurately reflected, uh, say, where where things were at, and say, you know, the hopes and the dreams. But that that there's this perversion of it, you know, like how can we use your hopes and dreams? you know, in order to profit much the same way as say you make a, you know, you have a screenplay. Um, I'm just thinking of, of a friend. I think I can call him that Josh uh, from uh, film school and sorry, Josh. <laughs> um, but he he's, Sorry, his family is part of that feud, that feud in, can I say Arkansas? I've said it. I think that's right. Where there's the two families. So that's his last name. Uh, but say, you know, there's this lovely guy, a big heart. He, he, he writes the screenplay. That screenplay will, you know, that's not going to happen right he can totally make it happen i mean he's um he's got the passion and the drive i believe to do to do it but it's not going to be a big hollywood production and that's it's sort of the crisis of our culture that we have so much that gets um used right you know you want to become oh i want to make music you know you could totally make music but if you want to get, you know, be involved in the big machine of it and if, you know, into the meat grinder of it, um, yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's it. That's, that's what it does and that's what it is. And that's, that's the tragedy of, uh, as, at this point of looking at Blade Runner is that, you know, it, it, sh it shows the ugliness of, of what we produce, um, you could look at the replicants as, um, you know, a bunch of short-lived addicts, right? That they've, these kind of rock and roll stars or just say that, you know, enhanced. Um, they're no longer within their orga organic uh, construct. Now they're in this um, chemical kind of uh, chemical-fueled dilemma uh, of existing. Um, you know, in order to exist, say, the, the way that they want, that the way that they've been, it's been hyped, um, this, this sort of the perversion of the organic, you know, and that's, that, that civilization runs off of that, you know, and that sort of grotesque, warped lens to look through and yet you know necessary that say if we're all attached to this and in order to get out of it and create say our enclave 
And two, are we ever truly out of it? Um, has our enclave been created by, um, like, do we, do we owe a favor to this surrounding culture that we reject? Um, and then two, say for myself, like uh, that I was seeing, I was seeing the rejection uh, ending. I was seeing the end of the revolution. I was seeing the end of the counterculture and this disintegration and sellout basically. And all of these things that I was, you know, grew up with, um, that it was, yeah, <laughs> burning these bridges and, um, salting the earth and yeah. Um, all, all of these, you know, huge platitudes, um, like say, uh, we're going back to the garden, right? Or, you know, we're going to turn, you know, turn the world back into a garden. And that, I, I could feel it, I could see it, you know, that's not what was going on. And, um, and there was something really horrible going on, but that horrible thing was normal. And so that's Blade Runner. Yeah, from my perspective, <laughs> this episode should be done now. Oh, good, it's, it's almost over. Because I'm, on one hand, I'm feeling like, you know, yeah, that's totally it. But on another hand, I feel like, you know, oh, you know, now I got to go wash my hands. Um, and, and that is, with uh, the climax of the episode, that's, that's what it is. The synthesis is uh, we require, we require technology, uh, we require advances in technology and science in in order to um keep nature at bay we are of nature but at, at the same time we require something that yeah our survival as a species and yet the, that that double-edged sword of um have we created our own demise as a species um through that technology and that you know has it overwhelmed us and, um, yeah, <laughs> so here's one person who's saying, you know, balance, we need balance. <laughs> We've got to achieve some kind of, um, I don't know what quota or something. And uh, yeah, just, just, yeah, I'm about to say it. I'm about to go back to, you know, these hippie maxims or something like that. You know, it's like. We've got to get back to the garden and that's not the solution though. The solution is to, um, work in the garden, say, or, you know, that, you know, you commute, maybe you live in the garden, but you commute and then you, you know, you go to the shining city on the hill and yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. As I, as I hear myself, you know, I'm sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah. Good advice for me. Um, and I know at least one other person I was talking with recently with, um, mental health problems. And as we were talking, I was having this moment of, of see, seeing the, um, how, how we can easily, and probably the flip side too. And as I say that, yes, um, that say we can give in to our, um, uh, like for example, violence, right? That we can be taken over by that. And in a weird way that violence is natural. And, and then the, you know, our, our civilized stuff is, you know, important and, um, <laughs> it's good too. Um, yeah. So there we are. And, and yet synthesis so we're just finishing this last minute up. Famous last words. Uh, it's it's easy to see something, like say I'll I'll meet people who are, I would say religious about films, certain films, and that there's say this fandom built on top of it. But uh, it's it's a test to see it from say a different perspective and finally the question you know uh 
is is there this a portrayal is there something accurately being presented in the same way that say um literature storytelling that you pick up a book and then really what you're looking at is a mirror okay as as we end talking about the silver screen take care